The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Glory to you, Lord. While still more people gathered in the crowd, Jesus said to them, This generation is an evil generation. It seeks a sign, but no sign will be given it except the sign of Jonah. Just as Jonah became a sign to the Ninevites, so will the Son of Man be to this generation. At the judgment, the Queen of the South will rise with the men of this generation, and she will condemn them, because she came from the ends of the earth to hear the wisdom of Solomon, and there is something greater than Solomon here. At the judgment, the men of Nineveh will arise with this generation and condemn it, because at the preaching of Jonah they repented. And there is something greater than Jonah here. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise, Praise to you, Lord, Lord Jesus, Jesus Christ. This generation is an evil generation. It seeks a sign, but no sign will be given it except the sign of Jonah. What was the sign of Jonah? Well, that he was in the belly of a whale, or of a great fish, for three days. And similarly, Jesus himself was in the tomb for three days and rose from the dead. So that's the sign. Of course, the people listening to Jesus here didn't know that yet, but it was recorded so that they would know, so that we would know that that, in fact, is the sign of all signs. It's really the miracle of miracles, the resurrection. And although we're not quite there yet in our spiritual exercises dynamic, it does, you know, the, the resurrection is the source of our living hope. And we talked this morning about needing to exercise the theological virtues so that they grow. So I think in that context, we can at least pause here and reflect on the sign that the resurrection is for us, that it is indeed the source of our living hope. We believe that Jesus rose from the dead. Like we've said, this is not the end of the story. The cross certainly speaks to God's unfailing love and his willingness to enter into our sin and messiness and brokenness and to redeem it all. But that would be a really incomplete story if he didn't rise from the dead. So it's always good to remember that. Really, every Sunday is a solemnity. And that's why you know, people tend to break their Lenten fasts on Sundays in Lent, right? Because every Sunday is meant to be a mini-resurrection, a, a little Easter, if you will. Because, again, we need to remember what God has done. We're so quick to forget. We're so quick to forget. And the enemy really wants us to forget the good things that God has done for us so that we feel like we're, we're disconnected. But memory also has that great ability to keep us connected. That's why we celebrate birthdays and anniversaries Right within family life and marriage, but also within like Everest, the 30th anniversary 
of the foundation of the school, right? So it helps us stay connected. And we invite people back like Mrs. Thews and Kay Brown. And, you know, and it just helps us all remember where we came from. And that's, again, why the Jews celebrated the Passover every year. Because it reminded them of where they came from. And how God had indeed brought them up out of Egypt as a people into the promised land. And for us as Christians, why do we celebrate like the saints, for example, the memorial of the saints? Because if we honor all of the different saints, the church very intentionally includes different saints from different centuries who had to face different challenges. Starting with the apostles and the early disciples, the martyrs of the fourth century who faced, you know, great persecution, but eventually, you know, persevered and, and, and then Christianity became accepted in the Roman Empire and, and all the other ages that humanity has lived through. We've had great men and women who have raised, who have been raised up by God, like Jonah, <laughs> And it's funny how Jonah wasn't even all so excited about his mission. He's like, I don't want those Ninevites to convert. You know, I want them toasted, Lord. <laughs> you know? But, you know, God wanted Jonah to have his heart for those people, as hard as that was for Jonah. And I think that's, again, something that we can highlight today. You know, Lord... Because maybe you're still working through some forgiveness stuff, right? And forgiveness is a process, right? But it helped me last night as I was here in adoration doing my exam and prayer at the end of the day before we wrapped up our time of adoration. And I was definitely pausing on mercy. Mercy and, and forgiving. Because you know, I need to be forgiven, but I also need to forgive others as we were reflecting on yesterday. Okay, Lord, give me your heart for those people. Those people that have hurt me, give me your heart for them. And it was really beautiful because the Lord really gave me a deeper sense of how he wants to heal them. Because hurting people hurt people. I don't know that I've said that yet on the retreat, but it's always good to remember. When people are hurting, they tend to hurt themselves and they hurt other people. They just project all of their pain and suffering onto everybody around them. And, and, you know, we see that all the time. And we're guilty of it ourselves. But when people are hurting, they tend to hurt other people. And sometimes we're the victim of that hurt. Okay, so we're not always aware of how they might be hurting because we're pretty much focused on our own pain, right? It's easy to do that. And it's, it's necessary, in a sense, we have to process our own pain. But as we continue through the process, we can ask God to give us his heart for the people who hurt us. Because he obviously had a heart, his own divine heart, for the people who were crucifying him. Where he could say, Father, forgive them, they know not what they do. So he was making excuses, in a sense, for his persecutors. His executioners, not just persecutors, but his executioners. Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. But he wanted to go to that 
place so as to bring about reconciliation with the Father, so as to heal the relationship between humanity and the Father. And then he also wants to bring about reconciliation, ultimately, in heaven among all peoples. So I invite you to ask for that grace at some point, maybe not in these days, but at some point in your healing process to ask the Lord for his heart for those people who offended you and to, to pray that they could be healed. You may not be the agent of that healing like Jonah was sent to be the, the missionary, so to speak, the agent of healing and, and, and the one who would announce this to the Ninevites. But we can always pray and our prayers are always heard. Our prayers are always heard. That's for sure. So as we continue with this Mass and with our retreat, we ask Jesus to give us his heart, to make our hearts more like his, and to trust in his mercy for ourselves and for all the souls of all the world. Amen.